On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're going to dive into the perfect weekend for the Oklahoma City Thunder. SGA makes an incredible defensive impact that should not be lost in this season. And does Jalen Williams have a case for Rookie of the Year? We'll talk about all that coming up on Locked On Thunder. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles. you can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOTHUNDERPOD. Email the show, LOTHUNDERPOD at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to dive into the stellar weekend that was for the Oklahoma City Thunder as they beat both the Pelicans and the Spurs in a back-to-back. How the standings look at this point. Does J-Dub have a case for Rookie of the Year? And... SGA's incredible defensive impact. Today's show is brought to you by Ibotta. It gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED when you register. So go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Let's start by talking SGA. What an incredible defensive impact that he has. Uh, It's really highlighted by the game against the Pelicans on Saturday, the only game of the back-to-back that he played in uh, this weekend. But in that Pelicans game, 37 minutes, 35 points, two assists, six rebounds. He had four steals, a block and a turnover in this game. 13 for 13 at the line, 11 for 23 from the floor, and a plus 12. Now we'll get to his immaculate offense, and we've done that all season long, but it is continuously important to highlight how good he is defensively and how many plays that he's made this season on the defensive end or in the hustle category that has directly correlated and led to wins. Like in this game, You would imagine a guy like Jonas Valanciunas can just dominate this game. But SGA ties him up in the post and and, and is so great as a help side defender um, this season and in this game. You would imagine guys like Franz Wagner would be able to dominate the Thunder. But remember that game that Orlando played in OKC um, way back in in November, November 1st, where Franz got the ball in the post and who was on him? SGA. And SGA talked about after the game how he knew exactly where Franz was going to turn because he watches so much film. Synergy grades SGA as an excellent defender. Synergy grades SGA as an excellent defender. 85th percentile, giving up just 0.868 points per possession. So between his help side defense, between his ability to just straight up play defense, his length in the passing lanes to uh, be top half of the league, you know, top in the league in deflections. He recovers loose balls like he did uh, a few games ago. The, you know, the last home game, whenever he's diving on the floor, sprawling out for a loose ball, and then hitting it ahead to Isaiah Joe, who launches a three from the Paycom Center logo, and it swung the game. 
Like these things add up just as well as 35 points. These plays, you know, tying you up, you want to getting four steals, getting a block. Like these plays lead you to success, lead you to victories. And to have your all NBA, all star SGA be that locked in defensively, be that unselfish and willing to get in the passing lanes, to get on the floor and recover a few loose balls, to help, you know, as a help side defender, to switch on to bigger guys and defend them. Being willing to work on that end of the floor. Whenever, if he wanted to, he could have the prima donna attitude and the, and the I'm an elite scorer so I don't have to play defense attitude, but he doesn't. He plays at a high level on that end. That sets the tone, that sets the energy level and the expectation level for the rest of this young team. And all roads lead back to, you know, what if, they, what if this team is healthy? What are they going to do whenever they're healthy? If you have a help side defender like Shea as a, as a, on the perimeter, and you have a guy in the back end as a safety just cleaning things up like Chet Holmgren at the rim, like your defense can really be otherworldly next year in Oklahoma City. And everything just continues to stack upon itself of being so fun for the future and exciting for the future. And, 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 and everything just looks so great right now, including the here and now for the rest of this year. You know, the Pelicans have had the Thunders number this year and I get it. You know, they didn't have Brandon Ingram in this, in this game. They didn't have Zion in this game either, but like throughout this season, the three other times that they played the Thunder, they gained at least a 16 point lead. And in the, in the other two, they gained a 20 plus point lead against OKC. And so OKC goes on the road and they're the ones who jump out to an early lead. They jump out to a 20 point lead and the Pelicans came fighting back. They got it. They got it down to 10 points and the thunder were able to, to salt this game away and get the win um, on the road in new Orleans. And that shows such poise and maturity for OKC. And then to turn around on Sunday against the Spurs and not have SGA because it's the second night of a back-to-back, and to play the Spurs on the second night of a road road back-to-back where you lose an hour of sleep just by daylight savings time, and then your tip times get so thrown off to where in New Orleans, the game tips at 7.30, and then in San Antonio, the game tips at 6, having after the travel and losing an hour and all that good stuff. And to still overcome and get a win in San Antonio where the energy in the building is just non-existent. There's not a soul in the building. It didn't sound like, and the energy of your competition is not there. Just a messy grind of a game to where sure the thunder, you know, pulled away at certain points in the, in the moment in the game, but it was hard to maintain that energy throughout the entire, you know, 40 minutes, 48 minutes of basketball. And they were able to do that. Um, They're able to, to break out of those lulls in different instances and win against the Spurs. And so, you know, being the 10th seed after that weekend is awesome. The Thunder are a game away from the 7th seed, two games back of the 6th seed. They have it all right in front of them. And they only have two back-to-back lefts, you know, two back-to-backs left. And the big one to monitor will be the Clippers-Lakers back-to-back because, you know, the Lakers tiebreaker could be huge, the Clippers tiebreaker could be huge, but you've already beat the Clippers twice this season. Um, So, you know, where do you want to manage playing SGA versus not playing SGA? Uh, you can salt away that Lakers uh, tiebreaker against the Lakers 
in that game. So would you rather rush them on the front end versus the back end? And then the Hornets, uh, the Hornets Pistons back to back. It doesn't really matter, honestly. It shouldn't matter. Like if you're a play-in team, if you're a playoff team, if you're a postseason team, you should be able to handle either one of those teams without Shea. So like just whichever one he plays in doesn't really matter. Uh, but but it's going to take some really interesting um, decisions on when to rest him on the Clippers Lakers back to back. And then this week is going to be awesome. Like this week is going to be a fun week of basketball. You're going to play the Nets on Tuesday night in the Paycom Center, and that's going to be you know the Nets. I know that they traded their stars. I know that they traded you know. Kyrie and KD and 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 things kind of uh, looked uh, you know dim for them, but they've gotten some massive wins recently. They've beaten the Nuggets. They've beaten other good teams, you know, the the Timberwolves in Minnesota. Like they've gotten some massive wins. Now they're going to come to OKC. They're, they might not have the star power, but they have a lot of good players. Like they have a lot of good players on their roster, and a lot of guys who can defend the heck out of stars. Like a lot of guys who can go and 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 make SGA's life hard like a Dorian Finney-Smith Jr., like a Cam Johnson, like a Michael Bridges, like all these guys that can throw at you um, to make SGA's life hard to where you've got to respond to that. You've got to, you've, got to, you've got to adjust to that. This would be a good test for OKC against the Nets, even though they don't have their stars. Uh, and then going to, to Toronto is always fun. Like you have SGA who lives for that moment in Toronto. You have Lou Dort also plays well in Toronto. You have these guys that like it matters to them. Like, like I don't care what the Raptors record is on Thursday. I don't care what they're coming off of a big win or a big loss, whatever it is. I don't care. That will be a game in which that your guys rise to that level and kind of rise to a different level of play, which will be awesome to watch. And then you end the week on Sunday afternoon in the Paycom Center for a 2.30 tip time, which is awkward, but against the Suns. And it will be SGA going up against Chris Paul for the first time this year, and you know how much that matchup means to him. And a very tough test against the Suns, uh, you know, as well, who have just discarded you the last few times that you've played them. So, like this week will be very fun, and and hopefully the Thunder can go two and one this week. That would be massive for them. But like, don't sleep on the Nets game. Like the Nets game is going to be an interesting game, and and, and you should get out there and support them. Uh, if you are able to get out to the Paycom Center in this game. And then the Sunday matinee game will be pretty fun as well. So go check that one out against the Suns. But SGA was incredible, and SGA deserves a ton of credit for how good he's played, especially on the defensive end. We know about the tough shot making. We know about all that he provides in that aspect, but the defensive end really deserves some shout-out. So does our good friends over at I bottom groceries, school shopping, and getting a little bit something for yourself. You know, you've all, you're already doing that. So why not get cash back for it with Ibotta? Whenever you're watching your closet grow with purchases after this season and the latest trends and the latest uh, different fashion icons that, that show you things that you should be buying. How about also watching your cash back grow with each purchase with Ibotta? You can earn cash back on every shopping trip, Ibotta gives you your cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. And you can link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after your after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 per year in real cash back. I can cover the cost of an entire shopping trip for you. Or you could use your cash back to buy that flight you've been eyeing and that vacation you've been wanting to go to, that game you've been dying to go to, that fancy dinner you've been craving. Uh, it's also great because a typical basket of groceries is over $50 more expensive at the end of 2022 than the beginning of the year due to inflation. You can earn two and a half times that in cash back with Ibotta or even more, depending on how you use and how much you use 
Ibotta. Ibotta gives you real cash back, not points. Other apps give you points that does not amount to much. With Ibotta, you get real cash back and you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. So check it out today. You could earn back hundreds of dollars of online brands even and and realtors too when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED when you register. So go right now to the App Store, Google Play Store, and download the free Ibotta app whenever you use the code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play Store, App Store. Remember to use code LOCKED. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Look, Jalen Williams, both of them, continue to have a good impact. And we're going to talk about Jay Will coming up because I think that he also deserves uh, more praise for what he's been able to do. But J-Dub continues to dominate these games, continues to dominate these settings. Against the Pelicans, 17 points, four rebounds, two assists, three steals, 70% shooting from the floor. Against the Spurs, 21 points, 10 assists, seven rebounds, one for four from three, including the dagger, which was the only three that he hit uh, to, to officially in the game against the Spurs. 39% from the floor, which is good. Like, I think that, that a low percentage shooting game from J-Dub is actually a positive thing sometimes because it shows, hey, he's still going out of his element. He's still attacking and getting shot attempts up there instead of only taking the, the perfect ideal shots. He's trying to create offense, and that's the, what the Thunder have been trying to get him to do is trying to get him to shoot more, trying to get him to sacrifice some of those efficient numbers for the sake of, hey, creating offense for yourself, especially in a game like this where you don't have Shea. But he was a plus 15 versus Spurs. He helped fight off those runs by the Spurs, which really the runs by the Spurs, as I mentioned before, were not runs of like, hey, the Spurs are playing good basketball. It was runs in the sense of, hey, the Thunder are lapsing in energy. They're lapsing on defense. They're, they're not putting forth their best effort because of a back-to-back, because of all those other factors. And he allowed the Thunder to snap out of it and to get past uh, those lapses of energy. Two things that stood out over the weekend for J-Dub. His passing continues to be remarkable. Like, he is awesome as a passer. He's a passer that I think does not get enough credit for what he can provide. And I think that with J-Dub, he sees the floor so well, and that helps him. And he has these interesting angles where he can get the passes off, like the the drive to the rim that he had, where he goes to the rim on, on the left low block and then, Cuts it over um, to Lou Dort on the on the right low block, and Lou Dort finishes at the rim. Like that is going to be a weapon for him to to use his his passing and his playmaking, and it allows the Thunder to throw out a ton of different lineups, like where Jadab can play literally one through five. Like he can be your backup point guard, he can be your starting power forward, he can be your backup center, like he was against the Warriors. He can be. Uh, I'm not, not the Warriors, I'm sorry, the, the Jazz. He played that way against the Jazz. He can he can play all these different slots and all these different positions to where your team remains versatile and remains equipped to handle um, dang near anything You know that, that, that the NBA can throw at them. The other thing that stood out besides the passing was his ability to stay patient and poised. There were many times this weekend where it stood out on how when the Thunder got 
the shot clock down or the, the game clock down. Whenever it's late in these clock scenarios, they just frantically look for Jadup and just give him the ball and get out of the way. And Jadup takes the ball and understands how much time he has, how much time it takes to make this next move, how much, how much time he needs, and he never panics and never rushes himself and never looks frantic. That buzzer beater floater at the end of the half, that, that was an impressive display of basketball. Because he got thrown the ball to him with like a, with like a second left on the clock. And he, he knows, hey, I don't got to just jack up this shot. I can dribble in. I can get to the nail. I can hit a floater in the lane. Like I can, I have enough time, even though there's only one second left. Like that awareness, that, that, that ability to stay so, you know, engaged with the game and in tune with the game and in tune with what needs to happen goes a long way for him. And so the question then arises, does he have a case for rookie of the year. I think he has a case for rookie of the year. I don't think he's going to win it though. I think that this award has been salted away for Paula Bencaro for the last, you know, six months or whatever. But if the Thunder make the postseason and he was that big of a part of it, and you can look at his numbers from whatever data point you want to use, December or January, whatever, and he's averaging, you know, you know, the same amount or more points than Paolo on the same efficiency. And he's also rebounding. He's also passing. He's also defending. He's also doing all these different things. Like he directly impacted winning basketball and he directly impacted this team getting over the hump. If that were to happen, I think that he would have a case for it. Now, again, I don't really think that there's anything that he can do to, to, to win the award. I think that the voters have made up their mind. I think that the voters are going to salt it away as, as Paolo's award, but He's going to be a heck of an of a great second place finish, and he's going to be a heck of a great you know all rookie first team member, and that is going to be awesome and impressive for him, like an impressive for how far he's come in the last twenty you know twelve months. Remember, like this time twelve months ago, he wasn't even really on many people's radar, and then he goes to the combine, he skyrockets up to the radar of of, of national people. The Thunder check in on him again. You know, they, they, the Thunder had been doing the most checking in of Jade up like his whole college career, more so than any other team uh, had before. And Jade ups like the thunder knew about him, but not a lot of other like national, like media or draft people knew about him until he rose up the combine letter. So he just went from that to, Hey, he has a case for rookie of the year and you can unbiasedly piece together a, a reason why he should win rookie of the year. It's just that I think that the voters are going to be kind of set in their own way and set in, in stone uh, for, or what they're going to do for the future and for this award. Now, Jay Will, also, huge applause, huge uh, flowers for what he was able to do. Let's start by just a stallion real quick. Nine points in each game. Five rebounds against the Spurs, three against the Pelicans, a block uh, against the Pelicans, two steals, I'm sorry, two assists, four steals, and a block against the Spurs. Two assists, four steals, and a block against the Spurs is awesome. Two for three from three against the Pelicans Every time that the, that the Thunder needed a three, uh, it felt like Jay Will was there with a big triple to, to really either spark a new run, to stop a Pelicans run, whatever the case is. Those two threes felt really timely and really big. Um, he's really improved as a pick-and-roll defender. He's in the 73rd percentile as a pick-and-roll roll man defender, according to Synergy. But I want to talk about the charges. And, and I know that you know that he's good at charging. Like, you know that. But... Drawing a charge is a real skill and a real weapon, and it ends possessions while also picking up fouls on important players. And, and it was highlighted against the Rockets, the, you know, 
back before the All-Star break, whenever he took a couple charges and it quickly got uh, Shingun into his third and fourth foul of the game and kind of just took him out of the game entirely. Uh, but he led college in charges last year. Now he's doing it in the NBA where he's leading all the NBA right now in charges drawn. And that deserves a ton of recognition, not only for how how you know important it is for the team of like individual possessions, but the unselfishness to take a charge and take that punishment each game. Like, like we always talk about unselfish players as in like, oh, well, he made an extra pass to the wide open guy. So the Thunder got a great shot and not a good shot. No, there's also unselfishness on defense where like you're getting plowed over by grown physical men each and every time down the floor, multiple times a game. You are taking that punishment at the rim to end possessions. That is unselfish basketball at its finest. And, and, not many players are willing to take out that punishment each and every game and do that in all 82 and on a back-to-back even. Pelicans and Spurs back-to-back. Like to be able to do that is just so impressive. And Josh Giddy tweeted out that he even does this and he does this bleep in practice too. Like he, he is just able to, to rekindle and, 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 and capitalize on uh, that willingness to take punishment and in turn, translate it to the Thunder getting defensive stops and getting wins. Um, so that he deserves a lot of credit for just being willing to do that. Now, coming up, let's talk Jay Whale. Let's, t- I mean, I'm sorry, let's talk Usman Jang. Let's talk Dario Sarge and let's talk Thunder basketball. But first, I want to say right now, my good friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel is incredible. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, but right now we're in the middle of the NBA season, so it's never a perfect time more than now to download the FanDuel app, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to the point spread to three-pointers drained and whatever else you want to bet on. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine bets for a bigger chance to win a payout with the same game parlay. So do not miss this chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 and bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. And it's this easy. Type in FanDuel, go to the sports book, and you can bet on the game. The Thunder are one-and-a-half-point favorites at home in the Paycom Center against the Nets. Go bet on that over there at FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Usman Jang, career night against the Spurs. 17 points, 8 rebounds, 15 shot attempts, which is, I think is a, an impressive number because you want to see him get more aggressive. You want to see him get more comfortable. You want to see him uh, kind of attack more. And 15 shot attempts is him doing just that. Two for six from three, 27 minutes. He had some tough physical drives where he's inserting himself into plays where he's, where he's taking on contact, where he's allowing his frame to, to, to do the work for him. And that's not something that we've seen recently from him, you know, earlier in the season from him, we've seen it more recently. I want to see how the Thunder continue to incorporate him into the rotation because he's earned those minutes to this point. He's earned this mileage that he's getting used uh, with OKC to this point. How does, how long can he continue to stack good, good games upon good games upon good games? Because um, in this game against the Spurs, he was very impressive. Now, Dario Saric continues to be a really, really good fit with OKC. 10 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal. He has some nice cuts to the rim. He's able to do the pick and pop. He's able to do you know the corner 3 stuff. Like Saric has done exactly what we thought he was going to do. If you listen to this podcast the day of the trade, 
he's going to replace the Muscala production. And and to this point, you know, he's been a little better than Muscala has. I mean, if you take away the emotional attachment that we had to Mike Muscala, Sarge has been better than what Muscala has brought to the table, um, which Muscala is still very good and, and still would have been very good for the rest of the season on this team. But Sarge has just been a tick better, in my opinion, than what Muscala brought to the table, which is not a knock on, on Muscala at all. But the Thunder were able to get a couple of second-round picks and uh, the same or better production than Muscala at the deadline. So, like, that was a massive win by OKC at the trade deadline. And Sarge continues to make a play for next year's team. Now, do I think that it'll end in him getting a new contract? I, if I had to bet right now, I still would bet no. But that is a debate that we're going to have from now until July 1st. Like, that's a debate we're going to have for a long, long, long time in OKC, you know, this this whole next summer of should they bring him back, should they let him go, what should happen? Because he's an expiring contract, he's going to be a free agent, he can do whatever he wants to do, but should the Thunder try to re-sign him, this summer will be a massive talking point, and he's making it really, really, really hard to say no right now. But this was a massive weekend for OKC. You know, the, the Thunder reverse course in the Pelicans, again, the Pelicans have grown massive leads. OKC then took a 20-point lead in this game and held on to win on the road. Spurs, second night of a back-to-back, no Shea, daylight savings time, tip-off time moved up from 7.30 to 6, what you're kind of used to tipping off at 7, now tipping off at 6, and losing an hour of sleep, a road, road, back-to-back, and a terrible environment to play in. Great job by OKC to be able to get it done. Uh, The Thunder have everything in front of them, including games against the teams that are ranked ahead of them right now in the standings. They can go take care of business if they want to, and they can go, uh, you know, and, and they do want to, I think, push to to take care of business and to um, get in the play-in. We'll see. I mean, that's just going to be them rolling the ball out there and playing, and they're, they're going to win the games and they're not, but they're not going to do anything wacky, I don't think. I think that they're going to try to win, and, and we'll see if they can pull it off. But big one tonight. I, again, I know that the Nets do not look to have the same star power that they once did, Big time game tonight against the Nets. Uh, so go check that out uh, tonight. We're going to recap the game Wednesday. Also on Thursday, we're going to do a stock watch mailback episode for from uh, your uh, questions. So you can comment them on YouTube right now. You can also go on Twitter at Ryland Styles and leave me, leave, leave me uh, questions to use on Thursdays at Ryland Styles. And on Friday, we're going to recap the Raptors game. We're here for you. Five days a week after every single game as well. So check it out today. Locked on Thunder Podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another.